Welcome to the National Hockey League Entry Draft. Let's try that again. Welcome to the National Hockey League Entry Draft. We're going to have a good afternoon. If you ever travel back in time, don't step on anything, because even the tiniest change can alter the future in ways you can't imagine. All right, kind of a goofy intro for a goofy type of segment. Welcome into another edition of the Hot Topic Podcast. My name is Mitch Gallo. Good afternoon or good morning or good night whenever you're listening to the podcast, Sean Campbell. Morning, always morning. Always morning for you? No, actually, I I listen to at least uh, once every part of the day. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I'm I'm, I'm a morning podcast type of guy. I like to go for my walk or have my coffee and just have it playing in the background. It's perfect. And I thought it was perfect when we redid the 2012 draft uh, a little while ago. And now I thought we should redraft again because it was so much fun. Yeah, and we decided to uh, go back in time to one of the strongest drafts of all time, the 2003 NHL Entry Draft. And Mitch, if you remember, a lot of NHL players still playing from that draft today, and also tons of superstars. So I don't know if we might miss a few along yeah, the we, way. Yeah, we might miss a few. And the other thing about this draft is there are some players in it who had really good NHL careers, they're just not playing anymore. Longevity for a few guys, a little bit longer, but some of these players, when they were at their peak, when they're at their best, they're better, they were better at those times than some of the guys that are still around, if you follow what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. And if we go back in the uh, 2003 draft, why don't we just go over the top 10 that was. Pittsburgh took Marc-Andre Fleury. Carolina had Eric Stahl. Florida went Nathan Horton. Columbus, Nikolai Zerdev. Buffalo had Thomas Vanek. San Jose at 6, Milan Mihalik. Uh, Nashville took Ryan Suter at 7. Atlanta had Braden Coburn. Calgary went Dion Phaneuf. And the Canadians at number 10 picked Andre Kitsitsin. I almost feel like listening back to that top 10 that it was almost a disadvantage to be drafting high in this particular NHL draft. All right, so we're going to get started. Yeah, let's get started. And since when we did the uh, last uh, redraft, you you let me draft first. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this one, the greatest draft of our lifetime, I will let you select first. Well, think about this. With the first overall pick, the Pittsburgh Penguins did take Marc-Andre Fleury. I'm going in a different re- uh, direction, and I wonder what would have changed in their future because you think about the next few drafts for them and who they picked. Well, I'm going Patrice Bergeron with the first overall pick in 2003. Finds Bergeron into the zone. Bergeron takes it wide behind the net. Looks to the front. Still hangs on. Now he hands it off. Sagan sends it right off the goaltender Reimer. Back to the front again. It never got all the way through. Now Marshawn with it. Hands it off. Bergeron is on. Rebound chance in front. Sagan is there. Puck comes free. Score! Between Bergeron! Who tied the game and won it in overtime? Wow. A little bit off the board, I think. No. Uh, With the Patrice Bergeron pick, because he's not the biggest offensive threat in this draft. You're asking if what I know now, then, I'm taking, I think, the best player out of the whole draft. 
And man, oh man, if uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins are still able to get Sidney Crosby in the draft after this one and then Malkin in the draft after that, your center ice is set up pretty well. And then we do know uh, what kind of chemistry uh, Patrice Bergeron and Sidney Crosby have had on the Olympic stage and at the World Junior Championship uh, playing internationally with Canada. So uh, those two guys would have been lethal uh, on the same team. Yeah, so I'm going Bergeron with the first overall pick. I don't know if that's what everybody would do, but I had the choice. I'm going with it. You're on the clock with Carolina. All right, with the uh, second pick, I say that the uh, Carolina Hurricanes go a little bit off the board as well, Sean. Really? And they go the defenseman route. The Carolina Hurricanes, with the second pick in the 2003 draft, select from the Kelowna Rockets, Shea Weber. Radulov back there again with it. Alexander Radulov walking in. Hands it out for Plakanitz. Weber's open. Markov to Weber. Scores! Shea Weber, second overall to Carolina. I'll tell you, I don't have the second pick. You took the second pick. I would have stuck with who they took. I would have stuck uh, with because it worked for Carolina, right? They made that pick, and they did go on to win a Stanley Cup a couple years later. Uh, but uh, that moves me to Florida. And if you're telling me Eric Stahl is still available, Florida Panthers, they're taking Eric Stahl at number three. Cut off on his backhand, goes back to Suter. Now back to Stahl, who scores! 1,000 career points for Eric Stahl. And the power play goal has Minnesota back within one. All getting an extended celebration. The wild power play was able to move that around a little bit better. Change sides up top a few times. Open Eric Stahl up and we see Eric Stahl do a lot of his damage right around the front of the net. Here he just unloads on a one-timer that beats Laner over the shoulder. What a way to get the 1,000 point mark. He's just the 89th player in NHL history to do so. Lots of high fives and I think it was Parisi that picked that puck up for him. That one will be on the wall for a while. So Eric Stahl does not stumble very far from his number two uh, overall selection to number three at Florida. You know, I think good pick by you, Sean. I will say Florida would have never made that pick because they don't draft well. <laughs> they probably still would have taken Nathan Horton. If uh, Eric yeah. was, I mean, uh, Nathan was Horton wasn't a bad pick. He just should have been picked at a different spot in this draft. That's yes. all That's all we're doing here, right? Uh, so now uh, it's your pick with Columbus at number four, who I'm sure, if they had a chance to redraft, would not have taken Nikolai Zerdev. Well, you don't know that. They're also another team that uh, does not draft well mm -hmm. uh, historically, at least at this time when uh, I believe Doug McLean was the uh, general manager uh, well before uh, Yarmo Kekalainen, who obviously has hit uh, some home uh, run picks. Uh, but uh, if this draft was uh, happening now with the hindsight that I have, Sean, I'm going to go the defenseman route for the Columbus Blue Jackets as well. And with the fourth selection in the 2003 draft, the Columbus Blue Jackets will select from the 
Brampton Battalion of the Ontario Hockey League, Brent Burns. Here's Ekman Larson. He's got Keller on the wing. The pass blocked by Hurdle. Now Burns across center into the zone and his pass out of the reach of Hurdle who's got it now. Burns facing the net. Burns deeks. Burns scores! What a goal! Brent Burns, uh, this is a guy that went a little further in the draft, uh, but uh, would clearly come into the top 10 now. Yeah, uh, he was selected uh, number 20 by Minnesota, which obviously was an absolute steal at the time. We know that uh, when he first got to the National Hockey League, he played both uh, forward was, and defense. He was drafted as a forward, though. Yes, but we know what he's able to do on defense. Maybe not the most defensive player, but certainly can rack up the points and uh, and play a significant role. Uh, came into his own with the uh, San Jose Sharks, so uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets are going Brent Burns fourth overall. All right, so that moves to number five in the Buffalo Sabres. I, you know what? I don't have much problem with the pick. You know, you look at this, and you you know, you and I didn't have much problem with Eric Stahl going to Carolina at number two. Buffalo taking Thomas Vanek. At number five, the career that he had, I really don't mind that pick at all, but I would change it up. And instead of Thomas Vanek, the Buffalo Sabres choose Ryan Getzlaff. Ryan Getzlaff. Klingberg comes in, fires wide. Penalty to Getzlaff is over. He's back out on the ice and joins the fray between the circles. Able to reach and get the puck and lob it all the way down. Done. That was knocked down by a high stick. Sure was. how things would be different if Buffalo drafted Ryan Getzlaff, one of the highest point getters uh, from this NHL draft, Sean, a guy who was able to win a Stanley Cup very early in his career, and also a captain material, a longtime captain of the Anaheim Ducks, a very good selection for Buffalo with Ryan Getzlaff at number five. So I am now on the clock with the San Jose Sharks, and Sean, I am going to really go down the ladder here on the draft and I'm going to say San Jose did their homework okay okay they did their scouting they did their homework so they know what they're doing here and with the sixth pick overall in the 2003 draft the San Jose Sharks will select from the Waterloo Blackhawks of the USHL Joe Pavelski the Stars power play is brought to you by TXU Energy quick one timer by Sagan, rung it off the iron. Here's Klingberg. A reshot score! Redirection! Pavelski may have gotten a piece. And it takes 11 seconds. And the Stars' power play ties the game. Joe Pavelski, a previous seventh round pick. And you know what? I just love that. He's still with San Jose. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why that's why I did this, right? And he they knew look, about him, yeah. He doesn't look uh, right in a Dallas Stars uniform right no. now, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, San Jose, they scouted this guy, and they figured, you know, this redraft is happening. Someone's going to snap him uh, out of our claws, so we're going to make sure we get him with our top 10 pick six overall. All right, so that comes uh, to number seven and the Nashville Predators, and I may shock you with this one. The Nashville Predators. After the redraft in 2003, they select defenseman Ryan Suter. The Hawks score just 10 seconds into the power play. Suter scores! It's a shorthanded goal 
And the Wild have tied the game at three. Ryan Suter still goes to the uh, Nashville Predators. I guess that makes sense, much like my uh, Joe Pavelski it, pick. I, it I know was, San Jose I don't think it was a bad pick for round. Nashville at number seven, and I don't think uh, you know you need to change it. And he is one of those guys who, over the course of the last uh, 15, 16 years, has logged more ice time mm-hmm. than anybody else, an absolute horse on the blue line, and a very good pick by the Nashville Predators. Maybe this time around, Sean, with hindsight, they hold on to him instead of letting him walk in free agency, signing a big contract with the Minnesota Wild. Well, I think that's, you know, because they know what they know now, right? They saw him leave and they saw what he's still doing with Minnesota with the time that he plays. I think they know that they could have kept him. Yes, sir. Uh, Sean, with the eighth pick, I get uh, your uh, favorite NHL franchise, the Atlanta Thrashers. Yes, I know who I would pick at this point, but go ahead. At eighth overall... In 2003, the Thrashers did select uh, Braden Colburn with that pick, as you mentioned before. Uh, but, Sean, I think uh, the the Atlanta Thrashers could use a little grit, a little nasty, a little goal scoring, uh, just an overall good player. I know where you're going. And <laughs> with the eighth pick <laughs> of the 2003 draft from the London Knights, the Atlanta Thrashers select Corey Perry. I would have bought his jersey. Taken by the Stars, a nifty little pass by Corey Perry, and Dallas can break it out. Perry, two assists in the game. He's looked good since joining the team. He's got it now, a backhand, he scores! Corey Perry's first with the Stars comes at an opportune time. <laughs> uh, I I would have went a different direction at number eight, but I'm going to go that direction at number nine with the Calgary Flames. And look, I know the Flames took Dion Phaneuf, a great career that Phaneuf has had in the National Hockey League, and you could say that he probably deserves maybe still to be in the top 10, maybe top 15, but there's no way I'm going in this draft and this player not being repicked in the top 10 because to this day he's still one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. He has Stanley Cups. He was drafted first overall in this one. The Calgary Flames pick Marc-Andre Fleury. And now the puck back to center. He got a stick on it. McKayev into the offensive zone. Rush shot off the crossbar. Rebound and a diving save by Fleury. What a stop. Diving across the goal line to Rob Patan. Oh, diving. Grab save by Fleury. He went airborne back to his left and saved the goal. Oh, my, what a save! Holy mackerel, what a save made by Marc-Andre Fleury! And then, hello, highlight reel off the crossbar, Patan backhand, and the diving glove save across the crease at the last second, Fleury. Absolutely fantastic. Rebound! Oh, oh. did you see that? One of the saves of the year from Marc-Andre Fleury. Wow. And, you know, at that time, it would have made a lot of sense. Uh, Mika Kiprasov was coming to uh, an end to his NHL career, a very good career, and Calgary hasn't really figured out their goaltending situation since that departure, and Marc-Andre Fleury would have been able to split the time with Kiprasov for a little bit, learn the reins, and then take over as the full-time starter. So I think uh, Mm -hmm. that pick makes a lot of sense. All right, so the final pick and number 10 as we redraft the 20. Uh, 2003 draft today in 2020 the Montreal Canadiens had the 10th overall pick just to recap Fleury Weber Stahl 
Burns, Getzlaff, Pavelski, Suter, Perry, Marc-Andre Fleury, all off the board. All off the board, Sean, and uh, the Canadians, they still covet that center, right? They still are looking for that big body down mm-hmm. the middle. So with uh, the... 10th selection of the 2003 draft. The Montreal Canadiens are going to select the best center still available on the board from the Sioux Greyhounds of the Ontario Hockey League. Only one slot higher than he originally went. The Montreal Canadiens select Jeff Carter. Again, a series of white players, but the first three I mentioned, they're on streaks, and Mark Mathot getting back into the lineup. Oh, my. Right off the draw. Jeff Carter gets the Flyers back on top. Well, he's a guy that has an idea on what to do and being a centerman. And a guy that can shoot the puck. How about it? That's where you've got to be sharp. And look at that quickness. It catches Garon not quite ready. Yeah, not bad. That's that's an interesting, interesting spot for the Canadians to take if you were to redraft with all the players that were gone already. Yes, uh, there was, you know, when I was thinking about this, some consideration for uh, Zach Parise, some consideration for uh, Ryan Kessler, who at one time was uh, one of the best two-way centers in the National Hockey League, beast in the face-off circle, scored 40 goals, uh, some great times with Vancouver. Thomas Vanek, uh, I think you would have to look at as well. Yeah, Thomas Vanek, uh, for sure. You know, a guy who almost scored 400 goals in his NHL career. This is a very deep draft. Uh, but, uh, you know, Vanek, uh, a winger. Parise, a winger. Uh, Kessler, maybe not as much of an offensive producer as uh, Jeff Carter. So I go with uh, Jeff Carter in the 10th spot. There you go. Jeff Carter go to the Canadians as we redraft the 2003 NHL draft. Uh, were we wrong? Did we get the number one right? Did we get the Canadians pick right? Uh, you let us know. Uh, there's so many ways to get in touch with us. Mitch Gallo on Twitter. Sean R. Campbell on Twitter. The Hot Topic Podcast. Uh, Mitch, also, you love to tell everybody to like and subscribe. Yes, please like and subscribe. Uh, support us uh, as much as you can. And uh, I really hope you enjoy the content we've been putting out. Uh, Sean, a couple honorable mentions that may have fallen a little bit deeper uh, in uh, the 11 to 20 range. Yes. Uh, no love for uh, Mike Richards so far on the podcast, but I know his career ended a little bit earlier than some of the guys that we were talking about, but still when he was at the height of his game, he was one of the uh, best centers in the league and part of some really successful L.A. teams and pretty good with uh, Philadelphia as, as well. And also I know he's not your favorite, but he was a force and also has a Stanley Cup ring, uh, Dustin Bufflin, who went in the eighth round uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, you also have uh, Brent Seabrook and uh, Dustin Brown if you want to talk about Stanley Cup winners that are still playing. Uh, this draft was amazing. And when you look at the uh, top 10 that we created, it makes it look a whole lot better considering what the teams in the top 10 ended up doing. Stop! Kyle! Well, how's that for your entertainment value? Vince and Sean, you guys are the greatest duo. Oh, uh... BBF.